0: hello hi rebecca it's beatrice
1: hi beatrice it's rebecca how are
0: you i'm very well thank you i had um my first raspberries this year
1: oh well that was an
0: occasion that for me that is quite a big occasion that's very nice and then i always that always makes me think about which are my favorite berries i think about (laughs) that a lot
1: sounds like a good sort of meditational practice.
0: Yeah, sometimes when I swim I think, hmm, is it raspberries? <laughs> or, <laughs>
1: and is it? Did you get to... It, a...
0: it probably is, but I, I think for someone who really likes berries, I'm actually really useless is remembering their English names. But what are the little um, red ones called? They're on red sort of currants. Stem, red currants. I do quite like those as well. Those are very nice. Um... I do quite like blueberries although recently I, nice. I find the ones you get here are really big. I don't like them when they're really Yeah, they have gone
1: to like that ones so that's
0: they're like cherries. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I and I I don't like the green hairy ones so much. Gooseberry. Yeah.
1: No, I don't. I used to like it when I was little. My parents would always take us to farm nearby where we lived Mm. and we would go strawberry picking or whatever berry picking and then take everything home and make jams and puddings Mm. and all sorts of things with them and I used to just love that like I loved picking them my dachshund would come with us so she would be with me helping me picking the strawberries or whatever it was and it was just such a fun it was just a lot of fun so I too like berries and do you like some pudding?
0: Uh, I've only had it once, I think, So I've, mm. and it's a long time ago, so I feel I can't say anything about it. I think I did okay. like it. Yeah. My grandmother used to do this thing, which she would mash up strawberries and put condensed milk with them, which sounds oh, awful, wow. but it was actually quite nice.
1: <laughs> my My dad always has bread and butter with strawberries.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Um, and
1: this is something from his mother. So this is like from the 30s. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how you ate
0: them. I think my my grandmother had a thing about, this will sound really bizarre, but spaghetti and strawberries. No, yeah. really? Yeah, Was I'm quite like hot sure. spaghetti? No, I think they were warm. I need to or, ask my so mother warm, about that. Warm
1: spaghetti with strawberries
0: yeah. mixed in. Mm-hmm. And like olive oil? Or no, butter, other? I think, as well. Butter. I guess they're like the bread. They're the bread yes, replacement. Yes,
1: yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot to take in. Yeah,
0: I know. I, this is It is quite a lot. Wow. So that's what I've been doing.
1: Well, I don't have anything to match that, Beatrice. So I'm going to tell you right off the bat I don't. Okay. Um, although that said, I did go to see the chintz exhibition with wonderful Fran. Oh, you yeah. Know, Fran, who is the, the administrator of the yeah. networking fashion interpretations. I love France. She's the best. So, we made the mistake though of going, meeting up, having not seen each other in person. Oh, and then the going, offer, then going straight mm. into the exhibition, and then having to keep thinking, we're in a wonderful exhibition. But tell me about that thing again. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun there, and the thing I most well, there were two things we most wanted. The first was this amazing bed cape, and there were quite a number of. What they call bed capes in chintz, mm-hmm. which were just so lovely. And the other thing was these gigantic hats, straw hats, like flat straw hats with a chintz lining and like mm. a tiny crown. So, and apparently they were so big that you had to have ribbons to tie it Hang under down. your
0: chin, but then mm. even that wouldn't keep it in
1: place, so you'd also have to hold it.
0: Wow. They must yes. be. I wonder where they where they came from. That we have. They're Dutch. We have two eighteenth century straw hats, and you know they they're super rare and they're super. Ours are quite fragile. Right, that's, and they had a lot of them. That's in quite them. amazing.
1: And they also had like they had dolls with dolls' clothes, chintzy dolls' clothes, and oh, mini hats. Yeah.
0: Which is super
1: sweet, and also a lot of children's like teeny weeny chintz jackets which I quite wanted one for Koda
0: oh yeah Koda
1: doesn't particularly like well he doesn't wear clothes
0: Hmm. because
1: he is a dog (laughs) but if he wanted to start wearing clothes I feel a little chintz jacket could be the way to go
0: yeah and you do know I did send you once the image of the dog hat that we have at the museum but I don't know whether he would want a hat
1: no, he doesn't. The only piece, because I don't really agree with dressing mm. up animals. I think they are. That is not what they do. But anyway, he does love. I bought him this dog robe, which is a dark green towel and robe that goes over his head, and then there's a belt to wrap around his tummy. And it's so funny because obviously we never, we didn't explain to him and say, "This is a robe, gentlemen, relax in their <laughs> robes." But as soon as I put it on him. He just wants me to pick him up and cradle him like a baby, and he goes sound asleep.
0: How interesting!
1: <laughs> it's just that's what he thinks you do. I think he thinks, "Oh, I'm at a fancy spa now, <laughs> and I'll have a nap."
0: That's interesting.
1: Yes, but anyway, Chintz Museum—no, no—Chint exhibition at the Fashion Textile
0: Museum. Yeah. I
1: do recommend it. it. Was very nice. I think you'd enjoy it.
0: Yeah, someone else recommended it heavily, so I I look forward to going going mm. there. I, like I mentioned last week, I went to an exhibition at the barbican, which is, um, which is Jean Dubuffet and, um, it's called Jean Dubuffet Brutal Beauty. I didn't know very much about him. I still feel I don't know that much, but it, (laughs) it was, it was really interesting. He, um, I mean, I wanted to go because I knew he did a lot of work, you know, straight after the war, and it turns out during the war, which, you know, right. I'm always really interested in. Yes. Um, and yeah, I just heard, you know, I just realized I didn't know much, so I wanted to see it. And it's it's really interesting on many levels. So, one of the things I found interesting, he coined the term La Brute. I always want to say oh, really? Brue. But so he. He got interested in painting. There is on on the Fondation Dubuffet website. There's this fantastic thing, which is like an audio audiovisual biography, and it's very long. And someone reads out a text that Dubuffet. I thought it was Dubuffet himself, but it isn't. Uh, was has written about his life, and then there are all these photos of him and of his paintings. I mean, massive amount of images. It's really well done. <sighs> So he, he actually, um, his father was a sort of wine and spirit merchant and he didn't like his father, didn't want to go into the business, wanted to become an artist, but various reasons that didn't at the beginning turn out. So he did become a wine and spirit merchant.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. So he was born around 1900 or 1901, I think. And then, then only in the early 40s or late, yeah, when the war starts, he really then starts to switch. And a lot of his work is about is about surfaces and attacking almost the, the the canvas and using lots of different materials, and you know having really rich texture. And a lot of it is about different different textures. And he, as I said, he was really interested. He he went to Switzerland a few times, and I don't quite understand why and how. But he, he started to go to um, you know hospitals for people with mental health issues and sort of looked at the art they were doing. So I don't know whether that was a particular oh, wow. thing in Switzerland to, to let people do art or I don't know. Mm. So he started to collect and the his collection is now in Switzerland. He must have had an absolutely massive collection. And what I really liked, they had quite a bit of, of his collection also in the exhibition so it wasn't oh, how interesting. yeah it wasn't just him it it was also these other people and again a lot of these people do stuff with about patterns and surfaces and does, there's a lot going on always in his work you could stand mm. in front of it and just look at it for ages but also in these this works of these other people and what I found particularly interesting, I mean, that's really exciting in a way, but I loved what he was wearing. When you, oh, what was he wearing? <laughs> well, he's really... Like he's, when he's
1: painting or just... Just
0: generally, I does think... does it
1: tell you about... Like, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, 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 sure. Tell you about his life in... Like in the exhibition, how is the exhibition
0: yeah. set up? How are you introduced to him? So the exhibition is, uh, is more or less chronologically, but mm. it starts... When he really gets into painting, so I've now seen images, paintings that he's done before, which are more figurative. And whereas in the exhibition is more sort of focused on abstract works, they're not totally abstract. He does, he spends a whole year making portraits of his friends, but they're not like portraits you would normally expect to be called portraits. So um, they're more about capturing the essence of people and not doing a likeness. I see. So in the exhibition, they sort of start with him becoming a proper, and in inverted commas, painter, whereas on, on the website, there's sort of other things because apparently, and I haven't found out much about that yet, but he apparently made marionettes, you know, like puppets. For oh, a while. my goodness. And um, so, yeah, the exhibition is sort of chron- chronological and he has phases when he does, you know particular styles of work and it sort of more or less ends with this massive installation which is probably most people know of him which is called it's a sort of made up word which is called Lulup, and um, it's these it, they're paintings but they're also figures and it was also costumes for a dance and they're red, blue and white and they're these Oh, I don't know how to... Get. It's, it's abstract and it's sort of shapes that have patterns inside. So, you know, yeah. stripes and and um, unfortunately the costumes apparently can't be used anymore. But they made this sort of big installation in, in the big room downstairs at the Barbican with, with a lot of these sort of sculptures and, and uh, the costumes. And so it's sort of in these sort of different phases... But when they have a lot of really big pictures of him as well. And then I also looked at this audiovisual biography where they have many more. And even I might be wrong, but I think even in his clothes he's really into textures, so Oh, that makes sense. Yeah fascinating. He often seems to wear different types of tweed, you know, so different Ah. grizzly things. Or he seems to like stripes or, um, or um, checks, so he might wear, you know, one thing in one check and then another thing in another check. He wears overalls quite a bit. Of course, I adore that. But oh, his yes. suits, I'd love to know who made his suits because they are, he looks quite tall. They look really well fitted. You know, in the early years, yeah. he has a really high waist and they're sort of slightly flared. And... At some point, he wears a really big floppy bow tie, and it it always oh, looks really good. good. And he also seems to like jersey. He seems to have a lot of jersey shirts with oh, yeah, that's nice. really long pointy uh, collars, and um, what was the other thing? Oh, cardigans. He seems to be a big one for cardigans as well. So, so he's layering different yeah, textures different, and different textures, patterns. Mm. So I think oh, that that's would be. Lovely. That would be really shoes? interesting. Do have interesting shoes? Mm, they're just, they look um really well, you know, good shoes. You know, mm. lace up, you know, men's shoes. Yes, yeah, nice But shoes. good ones, yeah, really good ones. So, yeah, that was the sort of side thing that I love. But there's one particular artist, and I've only just started to look into her, so I can't mm. say that much, but you will love her. She's called...
1: Well, I just, because you mentioned her to me...
0: Oh, when I went, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and she's amazing. I know. So she's called Madge Gill, and she was, uh, she was born in Walthamstow, and the William Warriors Gallery had an exhibition a while ago. And I saw a picture because she, and I I'd, I'd saw this picture, and I was It, but for some reason I never did anything about it. But there's this picture of her standing next to a fireplace in a dress she made, she oh. also made dresses and she embroidered them all over so much so that they look quite stiff. And, oh, wow. And this dress is absolutely amazing. And there's another one, I can't remember, in, in, in one collection, um, maybe in Marseille, which is also made up of different, it's like a collage but as a dress. Um, wow. And, her, her, and can I... I yeah, can sure, I sorry. With yeah. the
1: dress that's so embroidered, it's stiff. Can you make out individual motifs? Is it like traditional kind of floral motifs or whatever, or is it just random
0: sewing? No, you can you can make out motifs. There is one that I've seen where you, that particular one of her, actually it's not a fireplace. I've just brought it up. She's actually next to some sort of big cupboard thing. That looks uh, more like an abstract painting, but so you can make out different shapes, and it, they're sort of bright red and blue and yellow. I've seen another one where they, where it looked more like she embroidered a sun and flowers and stuff like like that. Yeah. Um, and then the one that's like a collage, that is that hasn't really got. A sort of pattern as such it's just sort of different again different textures actually i guess that must have been partly what he found interesting in them and yes the one they have in the museum she they're almost like massive doodles but that does them a disservice but they often feature this 1920s looking face um of a yes, woman just at her yeah websites. and then they're surrounded it's by all this pat- yeah it's absolutely fascinating and apparently I wonder whether how difficult it is to see them. Apparently, a lot of her archive is in Newham. The Newham Council owns it. Oh. Yeah, and we should look into that. Yeah, we definitely should. And I just loved how, how in, you just see the face and often a hat, like a cloche type hat, and sometimes you see more of a figure. How she manages to capture the, the dress, even though you don't actually yes. see that much. It's, it's, it's incredible. True. I mean, she had a very tragic life, and um, they, I've, I've read that they call her art mediumistic art because she was working through a spirit guide, really.
1: Oh, really? Because I just saw it said she, she made the drawings at night with just a candle. So is she kind of channeling?
0: Yeah, there was this spirit something. guide, which is one word, but it, people say it sort of means my inner rest, but I don't know. Oh. I don't know how you pronounce it when it's just this one word and yeah yeah, it was it apparently she said it wasn't her who was making these it was this spirit guide but this the one in the du buffet exhibition is massive and it's on canvas and it's in ink I think she did ballpoint in in ink and it's probably two meters high
1: um really because because I mean obviously you see them as thumbnails on the Mm. um on the website but that's amazing I'd love to
0: see them huge yeah so they they have I can't remember how many of hers they have I just saw that. I just remember this one because it's yeah it's it's really really big so you've got the sort of beigey background of the canvas and then the black of the ink and they're all these different textures and stripes and stars and and then in between are these these female um, faces it's it was really amazing and there were there were other ones and they're often yeah he he seems to have gone for ones where people did a lot of intricate um textures and and um yeah patterns all all sort of together yeah so interesting And, Mm. and
1: I just found a picture of her in one of her dresses and it's almost like it's compulsive like she can't stop adding and adding to the dress to make it this I don't know like you say it's sort of stiff but it looks uneven and it's really interesting it's a really different kind of idea of of how you decorate something and it doesn't seem like it's about decoration it seems like it's as though the decoration becomes the structure of the dress.
0: Yeah that's true I think it's also about I think someone mentions on one website, and again I don't know whether I pronounce it properly, but Horovakui, it's this, you know, every every bit of surface has to be covered. Mm, um, yes. You just cannot leave a bit out. Everything has to have been covered.
1: And it's so interesting thinking about her in relation to Dubuffet, that he is both creating textures and interests in that, but also attacking them. So there's kind of a He's both making and destroying, but in destroying you make something else.
0: Yeah. I mean maybe he wouldn't call it attacking, but the other thing that is really uh, interesting is there's so many pictures of him smiling and laughing, which is I find a little bit good. unusual. That, yeah. That is unusual. And um yeah, you you get the impression he was maybe totally wrongly that He would have been a nice man to be around. And ah. so he it's more maybe attacking was probably the wrong word. It's more like he works yes. it, I guess. Maybe it is, ah, you Yes, know? that's a better way. Mm. Of of mm. And yeah, it's it's and he. I think he said he, he at some point he said something like he he's happy to be an amateur. He sees himself as an amateur. He doesn't want to be an, you know, an expert or anything. Um, and yeah, that was in interesting as well.
1: Yeah, it is interesting because it's like in with both of them it is sort of ignoring canonical ideas of how you're supposed to create and relate to a canvas or a fabric or whatever. And it makes you think about how you're so trained, like your eye is trained, your hand is trained, that you put decoration in these areas and you do it in Mm. this way and you have these motifs. And it's like they're, it's not even like they're rejecting that, it's like they're, ignoring the existence of those rules and just responding
0: yeah yeah doing... her, yeah, her
1: drawings are so interesting because like you say, they're very kind of 20s yes but also not They're funny mm. and, the, and the little gestures that the little figures make and they're they've quite a lot of them seem to have a very intricate and extraordinary hats
0: yes mm. I don't know why I I need to think about it a bit more and look at things a bit more I don't know how it works that they seem to capture the 20s so well I mean it is partly the sort of big eyes and you know what is this sort mm, of but they're
1: very expressive beauty idea oh, well, one of them's called milliner's dream yeah and that's
0: like I don't know if you've seen that
1: one but it's as though the pattern on the hat has kind of grown and is like organic and it's growing and he's taking over the whole woman and the whole space of the canvas
0: yeah that maybe there's something in there as well this sort of um taking up a lot of space i don't know and filling oh that filling space that's a really interesting mm.
1: idea isn't it that you're you're claiming all of that space for mm. yourself yeah and maybe there's a feeling of kind of safety in that that you've taken all of
0: it yeah could yeah there could be i mean i don't know how far this now goes away from what what she was doing but i i would think once you filled it all it's safe you know there can't be anything mm-hmm. else lurking there
1: yes that's true that's mm-hmm. true that's really
0: interesting
1: mm-hmm. and so interesting this idea of mediumistic trials.
0: i know I know I'd never heard of that before. So they they yeah. they did sell a book at the Barbican and I stupidly didn't buy it and I keep meaning to go back. I mm. I I really want want to get it and find out more. Yeah, it was another one of those exhibitions where you know you come out and there's all this other stuff you want to explore. Yeah. It really is worth it really is worth looking at. Um Yeah, I should definitely yeah. try to go. Mm. and
1: and I like it, I don't know if you said this already but that she felt her spirit guide was the true owner of her world.
0: yeah mm. that's
1: so interesting this idea that you inhabit different persona in order to create I know for her it's seen as a different as a guide, as mm. something external to her is coming to her and
0: creating yeah.
1: and, and really interesting it's great that they've included what he was collecting so it's kind of extending the themes and the preoccupations within his art
0: yeah I thought that was really really, I thought that was really good because I sometimes with I don't know what you call them like even if it's a book is a monograph is it the same with an exhibition it's a monograph anyway if it's an exhibition just about one person yeah I sometimes you know, they're, they're usually people like we said with Zanella Moholy, that was amazing how they did give you gave you the context. Yeah. But yes. often that doesn't work so well or I, I I'd like to see what other people were doing so I can see how yes. how context. unusual yeah how unusual it was. Yeah. What they
1: I think that's definitely the case. I really find that often with fashion yeah. exhibitions on one person that it's almost like they feel the need that there's this need to kind of, therefore, justify it to being one person by saying they created everything, mm. and it's like they're in this vacuum, and it it's so interesting. Like, like even the, the big Dior exhibition in Paris, I really liked it that it spent time telling you about his childhood mm. and his work as an art collector, an art dealer, I mean, because it just gave you something to to consider in relation to the dresses themselves.
0: Mm.
1: And I think it's really fascinating, or like the Dries van Noten one that had his, he he had included his influences that connected with the collections. That's amazing Mm. when they do that. And this sounds like it made Dubuffet kind of into a rounded person creating these works rather than this kind of mystical figure who just creates?
0: No, you, you could, have
1: a sense of them as a person.
0: Yeah, you could really see how it was so important for his own work and how, for how he, what he thought art was. And mm. um, I saw sort of another clip where he, it's quite funny. He has to his his wife is is has pneumonia, something something to do with the lungs, and so they have to stay in a particular place, and he can't stand it. He says, "I don't oh, like, okay. I don't like the landscape." doesn't do anything for me but he said it doesn't matter you know I paint beautiful things I paint ugly things and I think beauty and ugliness is just stupid concepts anyway I don't care about that and I thought that was also really yes yeah interesting yeah
1: because again that's kind of rejecting these sort of overarching ideas of what things should Should be be. and kind of categorizing
0: things yeah and I guess looking at this lab which is Gave him also the yeah another way in or out mm. I guess rather than than in. Well both. Mm. Oh, How fascinating! Yeah, really fascinating and lots wow, of things no, to I look definitely up. We
1: must go and I, and we definitely must find out more about magic Gill yeah. and her collection. Yes. Yes, because I think it also says she did textiles.
0: Yeah, and there is there is a um, I'll send you the link. There's a fantastic website that was done by the curator of the exhibition at the William Morris Gallery. It's so, oh, a a beautiful wow. website, beautifully designed. But also there is an article with the woman who now owns a lot of the embroideries, oh, la, and there are really good images of of them as well. Um, oh,
1: very good. Yes, please send me the yeah, link. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: marvelous I well, like it when we have a lot
1: of research exactly to me to too me too perfect all right I'll talk to you next yeah week,
0: so. talk to you soon bye, bye.